0: Oh, all right. Hello and welcome
1: just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. Today we're going to be talking about healing your trauma and what it actually means to heal your trauma and how movements today can hinder that healing. So we're going to get, be getting into all of that. Our sponsor today is a Phoenix identity. Want to learn how to truly heal your trauma. Want to change the way it impacts your life today join A Phoenix Identity, set up a clarity session, uh, link in the description. Um, and I just realized that I didn't link it in the description, so go and check out my website and go to A Phoenix Identity um, and find that today. All right, um, I'm gonna hand it over to our guest speaker, Lena or Lois, sorry, would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Hi, everyone. Hi, I'm Melissa. Thank you so much for having me here today. Uh, I am in South Africa, I help people move from trauma, moving from victim to survivor to thriver and to freedom. And I do that by teaching them resilience, grit, a growth mindset and forgiveness. And uh, I always say smile with (laughs) Lois. I use that acronym to describe what I do. S is I'm a speaker and storyteller. M is a mentor. I inspire, Elder Learning Facilitator, and E and Empowering Certified Coach. So that's who I am.
1: I love it. Well, welcome. I'm glad you're here. And we're going to be talking about your story um, and my own story on how, you know, when we don't heal trauma, it causes a lot of issues when we don't heal trauma. And One of the things that I mentioned in the description was, you know, all the movements that may hinder your progress. There are a lot of things out there in society today that have become normal practices that do hinder your progress in healing your trauma. Um, One of my own that I talk about is the positivity movement. While it is great and we all want to have a more positive life, um, one of the things that the positivity movement has created is an ignore or a push aside of any negative feelings or emotions or situations. Um, and we don't process when we ignore it or push it aside. We do not process what's happened, um, what we're feeling, what we're going through. Um, and we've become emotional and mental robots at this point <laughs> in a lot of ways. And that causes a lot of physical mental, emotional, energetic repercussions when we're not dealing with that trauma. So excuse me, Lois, uh what do you think happens when people aren't healing their trauma?
0: Well, it just goes into your subconscious and it lives there. Um post traumatic stress syndrome appears. You get triggered when you hear or see things uh, that you haven't processed and once you've processed it then you can actually move on. And so it's so important that you you look at that. You, I always say what you need to do is you you need to take the event that caused the trauma and divorce it from your feelings about the trauma. That is so important that you, because you can't change what happened, but you can change how you feel about what happened. And if you don't change that, it does come back to bite you, and it bit me big time. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, and you're absolutely right. When when we have people are afraid and, and for anybody watching or catching the replay, it is OK to be afraid that you're going to relive that trauma, but you're not actually going to relive it. Um, you can't relive it uh, in, in situations like PTSD. Absolutely. You can feel like you're reliving it. And and mentally and emotionally, you are reliving it in that moment. Right. You're reliving how it felt, what it looked like. But. Um, but we can't go back and actually experience it again. And when we're talking about healing your trauma, I've noticed a lot of people who have who have expressed that fear of going back and accessing that trauma. I don't want to think about it again. I don't want to feel it again. I don't want to experience it again. Now, I agree with what Lois said, and, and I might come at it at a different approach or, or a similar approach, but... What I do with my own clients is I take that and I say, listen, like we're not going to go back and relive it. We're going to change how we look at it. We're going to change our perspective of it. When you don't heal that trauma, all of the emotions, all of the, the beliefs, all of the limitations, all of the fear that are attached to that trauma, you carry that forward. And then any little thing can trigger that trauma. So if you change the way you look at that trauma, right? It happened. You can't change that it happened. Just like Lois said, you cannot change that it happened. But going and saying, you know, this made me stronger. This, you know, I learned to lesson from this experience. If you change how you look at that trauma, then you can change the way it impacts you emotionally, mentally, physically today.
0: And Absolutely. Take Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. So in my case, what happened was I was brutally attacked. And um, I, I, no one shouldn't say the R word on on these things. And, uh, um, I'm not,
1: we don't we don't censor too much on here.
0: And I was left for dead. And I became an activist. I I really went out there and I said, I'm going to change the world. This shouldn't happen. And I really became, I led marches, I lobbied, I petitioned, I wrote to ministers, I did all kinds of things. And I did that for a long time. And I felt so good about myself that I was fighting the good fight. In the meantime, I had not dealt with those emotions. I had just gone straight on to the next level without taking the first step. And as we have both said, the first step is you've got to look at those emotions, those feelings, and you've got to deal with them at first. And what happened with me two years after my attack, I couldn't get out of bed one day. My back had just collapsed because what was happening, I was putting all my feelings, all my emotions, because I wasn't dealing with it, I wasn't facing it, and I was putting it all onto my back until my back just said hello I can't cope anymore I can't hold you up anymore and I collapsed I had two failed back operations bedridden for six months and when somebody pointed out to me that it was all psychosomatic there was nothing wrong with my back I did some mental healing some emotional healing And the surgeon had told me that I would never hike or scuba dive again, which were my two passions at the time, because I could never put anything on my back again. And uh, I had eight chiropractic treatments and I did a five day hiking trail with a 29 kilogram backpack on my back. Mm -hmm. And that is the power of healing. That is the power of dealing with those emotions or not dealing with those emotions. Yeah. And it's so true. How many of us, and it's not just
1: traumatic, and I'm going to say little trauma, big trauma, right? There are little traumas that we face every day that cause us to feel overwhelmed and stressed. And, you know, um, today I was going to do a live today on my, on one of my other podcasts and talk about how, you know, when the universe, it feels like the universe is just piling everything on, right? Uh, the last week for me, I feel like everything has just been piled on. I've gotten um, a few pieces of correspondence and a few issues in the last week that require attention um, that are, you know, I can control and I and I am controlling. But again, it, it, it feels like when it rains, it pours, right? Everything kind of just goes on that dump all at the same time. And when you're not dealing with your emotions and the stress and the struggle and the traumas that you're experiencing, even the small ones, it starts to all pile on to the point where you do feel overwhelmed and you do feel stressed. And you look at the statue where the man is holding the world on his shoulders. That's what we've been taught that that's what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to shoulder all the responsibility, shoulder all of our emotions, not talk about it You look at men who are told that they're not allowed to be emotional. You look at women who are told, oh, you're just emotional because it's that time of the month or or what have you. And nobody ever teaches us how to deal with our emotions, how to control them. And your emotions end up controlling you. When you don't heal trauma, your physical body experiences that trauma, your energetic body, your mental body, your emotional body, your spiritual body. Every part of you, who you are, is impacted by that trauma, by the emotions that continue to come up, by the beliefs that continue to come up until you experience what Lois experienced. And, you know, you can't walk because your back gives out or you experience burnout or, you know, just everything blows up all at once. And it's like, oh, I can't handle this. What am I supposed to do? But when you start to process, and when you do process, and and I can't stress this enough, and I love that you shared this, Lois, is when you do process, there is so much power, so much release, so much healing that happens when you process those emotions, because they're not wearing you down. You can start to see other options. You can start to believe that I can. What is it? The little tugboat that goes, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can right? Um, And makes it up the hill because it believes in itself. And when we go through traumas, we stop believing in ourselves. We don't forgive ourselves for for putting ourselves in that position in the first place, for whatever that looks like, right? Um, And I'm not saying that we directly say, oh, you know, I want to get attacked, or I want to get fired, or I want to do this, or... We are in a space where we're making decisions, and those little itty-bitty decisions put us in those
0: in those situations. That is so completely true. And you, you mentioned the word forgive. It's so important that you forgive yourself for those decisions. You know, for me, I had to forgive myself first of all for working late the night when I was working. I then had to forgive myself for uh, not knowing how to fight because I fought this man furiously. Um, but I didn't know how to fight. So afterwards, I had to forgive myself for not knowing how to fight. Then afterwards, I started drinking too much. I had to forgive myself for for drinking too much. Um, and And then to forgive the other person. And, you know, forgiveness is such a hot topic. And people have got such strong views about it. But forgiving the other person is not condoning what they did, it's not letting them off the hook, it's not saying you don't need to get punished for your crime or whatever it is that you did, but what it is, you're bonded to that person, you are carrying the pain and the agony and the angst and the fear or whatever it is you're carrying And by by holding onto that unforgiveness, you are staying bonded to that person. And all the forgiveness does, it breaks that tie from you. It actually just releases you and lets you go free. And so forgiving the other person, it helps if you can just say, they didn't know any better. They did what they thought was okay. And had they known differently, they would have behaved differently. So forgiveness is a process. It's not not always easy. Uh, I did it. I forgave the rapist. He was given a a 25-year prison sentence, and I went to the prison, and I forgave him. And it was the most releasing thing I've ever done. I didn't walk out of that prison. I literally flew out of that prison. And I've never been triggered since that day. Yep. There, there's
1: so much power in healing, so much power in it. Um, and your life changes when you start to, um, and healing trauma. And one of the things that people don't realize is there's a lot of grief in, in trauma. Um, And we've done episodes on grief, and I've talked about this specific topic before, is when we're kids, right, we're asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? We create these huge, beautiful dreams when we're younger. I want to be a princess. I'm going to be a veterinarian. I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, an artist, or a princess, or whatever that looks like. And as we get older, those, those wants and those dreams, they change. Or maybe our circumstances change, or maybe things happen and we don't get to that point. And we get to an age where we don't follow that path, right? Um, I wanted to be a veterinarian. There is no way that I could be a veterinarian because I am so medically squeamish. It's not even funny. I pass out. My whole body goes into shock. It's it's crazy. So I feasibly wouldn't have been able to be a veterinarian because I don't have the, that, that I I can't, it's, I have limitations on that that I've imposed on myself. Um, But now it's like that I have to forgive myself for not following that path because my inner child, my core identity says I don't forget you making that. I don't forget that you decided that you were going to do that or that you wanted to do that. So I had a dream. I didn't fulfill that dream and there's grief in that right so throughout our lifetime as we're learning who we are we hold on to these little itty bitty situations that are traumatic where we don't follow through we don't go down that path we don't go down that road and the forgiveness part of it is it's okay that I didn't go that way what I wanted changed and that's okay You think we're taught, oh, if you sign up for piano lessons, you have to stick with it. You can't drop out. You have to stick with it until the end and you have to go as far as you can go. And that's what our parents teach us. And while it's a great lesson to stick with what you agree to do, right? Keep your word. If it's something that you don't like and then we don't want to try new things, we don't want to go through new avenues and we create a lot of internal hurt, traumatic feelings, as we're getting older, because we're not following through, we're not following everybody else's guidance, we're not following what we want. And it gets to a point where we have to forgive ourselves and go, is this the way my life, I wanted my life to look? If not, then that's okay.
0: That's so absolutely true. That we. We need to just understand who we are at all times. You know, I remember I was walking down the street shortly after my experience and this man whistled at me. And my first reaction was, How dare he? Because I was still full of. And then I thought, He can. I'm an attractive woman and he can whistle at me. So it's also looking at your mindset and just saying, I'm okay. Um, I don't have to hate all men. I don't have to change my perception of of other people because of what i've experienced from from one person and so it's looking at each incident in in isolation and working with with your feelings around those those situations yep um i I love that you
1: said that because it isn't we have every person is an individual every person is uniquely individual. While we can have similar looks, while you can have look at identical twins, you can have a set of identical twins, who are two completely different people, they process differently, they think differently, they act differently, while they might look di- the same, they're not the same people, right? Uh, DNA wise, yes. <laughs> but but every, every other way that matters, no, they're not. And We forget that every individual person is going to make decisions based on their needs. They're going to take action based on their beliefs. They're going to be accountable for their own, right? So your situation, the trauma that you experienced with the man that violated you, that was was a unique experience with him and you, right? And while it happens quite frequently to other women in other situations, that was a one-time event. And looking at that as an isolated one-time event and healing that trauma from that event and not letting it sour you for everything else. We talk about relationship trauma. Um, How many men and women will be in a long-term relationship? They give all of themselves, their love, their affection, their time. And at the end of it, they're traumatized because it didn't work. And then they go to start another one. And it's like, oh, no, red flag, you're going to cheat on me or I don't like men because he cheated on me or he slept with my best friend or all of the drama that you experienced, you carry into the next one.
0: Yeah, it's so important that you're talking about people are individuals. And as part of your healing journey as well is to know you are an individual and what works for the first person may not work for you because you are different, you are unique in your own right. And so if the first uh, healing that you go for, the first treatment, the first modality that you use doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean you won't heal. It just means that particular modality is not right for you. And just try something else because there is a solution and everybody can move from that place of trauma. And there are hundreds of different ways and different treatments and modalities so just find the one that works for you. It is your journey and you are unique in your journey. Yeah,
1: um, that's why I love being an identity coach because, you know, you and I are people who know that. We understand that. We validate that. And, you know, I, I'm assuming when you work with, with your clients and when I work with my clients, your your path is unique to yourself. So how you're going to come to that conclusion, how you're going to, you know, walk down that path, your healing journey that is going to be unique for you, right? If music is my happy place, maybe yours is dancing, maybe yours is artistry, maybe it's writing in a journal, you know, whatever that looks like, we have to find those unique aspects to our own healing. And so what would you say is is your first tip for when people are trying to heal their trauma?
0: The first first thing I say is to just feel that feeling. So if it's a feeling of fear or or shame or blame or hatred, whatever that feeling is, feel it, but don't stay with it for too long. Because if you stay with it for too long, it becomes embedded in your subconscious and it becomes more difficult to move. So the first thing is to feel it. I always say rate it on a scale of 1 to 10 feel it describe it feel it smell it you know does it sound like nails scratching on a blackboard does it sound like a screeching animal Uh, what does it smell like rotten eggs what color is it black where do you feel it in your body but five minutes you know don't go too long and then say now how do you want to feel And then you change that approach. You say, well, I want to feel the sun shining on my face and I want to hear birds singing and children laughing and I want to smell roses or hot coffee or whatever it is. And start changing the feeling into a positive feeling. That's just one of the immediate tips, but there are so many. There's a lot of um, somatic physical uh, things one can do when you're having that negative feeling by using your, your hands Mindfulness, just changing your mindset, get away from that negative thought, move it to a positive thought. Writing is fantastic, talking is fantastic. You don't have to talk to a therapist, you can talk to your mirror if you need to, or to your dog or your cat. But I believe that when you talk, you are sharing your, your pain, you're sharing your agony with the universe, and the universe is taking some of that pain away from you. So But just expressing yourself, it also clarifies in your mind what's going on. It helps you understand how you're feeling and why you're feeling like you're feeling. So writing, speaking, using all of these mindfulness techniques, find your happy place. As you said, whether it's dancing or music, whatever it is, find that happy place. Get into nature. but do it and do it as soon as possible after the event. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that's actually step four of
0: my Rockstar Method.
1: And for anybody wondering, I did pin uh, in the comments, I shared the Facebook group for the Rockstar Method, and we're going to be do trainings in there. Um, and that's part of the sponsorship for today. So I wanted to throw that in there really quickly. Um, the rock star method. I'm going to tell you the first four steps of the rock star method, because you've already touched on one and that's recognized. We always want to recognize how we feel. The purpose is, is to feel your emotions, recognize them, but learn how to control them instead of having them control you. And that's what people, that's, that's one of the biggest things that people are missing is. When we start to feel an emotion, we start to allow it to control us. And then we get caught up in that feeling. And we don't know how to remove ourselves from that feeling or even just release that feeling so that we can process and move forward. So for me, the Rockstar Method is step one. And it is recognize, own, claim, and kneel. Um, That's the first part of the Rockstar. As you can tell, I absolutely love um, acronyms. As just alive, <laughs> <laughs> giving you something to talk about. It's just alive TV. Uh, I love acronyms and all of my methods have acronyms. So um, but the rockstar method, that's what it is. It's recognize, own, claim, and and kneel. And when you do that, then you have the ability to start to process. I taught my husband this, the rockstar method a few weeks ago. And we were watching the mario movie and i said this on an episode the other day but we were watching the mario movie as a family this past weekend and he started to get really overwhelmed and very overly sensitized to all of the noises going on around him and my husband's very much a for watching a movie he likes it quiet he likes to focus that's it um and a lot of stuff was going on around us so he was having a really hard time with that and so He said, I, he paused it. He said, okay, I need to walk away for a minute. And he went and walked away. And when he walked away, he did the recognize own claim and kneel. And he did all of that. And he came back and he told me after, and I'm like, you did it. You really like 15 years and you did it. Like I was so excited because he had actually done the rock star method, but he made it his own. He didn't you know, and that's, I think that's the point of, of what Lois and I are talking about, individuality. He made it his own. And that's for, for any good coach, that's our purpose. We want you to take what we're teaching you, make it your own and then not need us anymore. Right. I I don't want my clients six months to a year and you're done. Like, I don't want, if if we don't need each other no more, like you're good to go. And, but you have those tools and when you recognize your emotions, you understand them, right? If you look at a, t- a child who's having a temper tantrum, right, or a dog that's not behaving, and I, I know horrible, I just compared the two, but bear with me. Um, they want recognition. They want you to recognize that they're feeling a certain way, right? And that's part of it you need to recognize that these feelings these emotions they're there for a reason your negative emotions your trauma it's there to show you that it's time to grow it's time to change the way you think the way you feel the way you act it's time to grow and trauma usually encourages that growth every traumatic event that i have ever experienced has opened the door For something new, and something exciting for me. Every single one of them. And it it works.
0: It's so true. And that's why I I call it a benefit mindset. You get a growth mindset when you're learning from what what you've experienced. But a growth mindset is now, what am I going to do with this? How can I help other people grow and develop? Um, and so it becomes a benefit mindset where you're actually giving back and you're helping others. So not everybody like you and I get to that benefit stage. You might get to the growth, the growth mindset stage, but not necessarily the benefit mindset. And that's fine. Again, we're individuals. We all have different different journeys, different paths that we have to follow. Um, but yeah, you know, that's the, the benefit mindset is my step just before the final step. And the final step is that that total forgiveness to find that freedom and that peace. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's life is a lot different when you, when you know how you're going to process and heal your trauma and every day becomes less stressful, less traumatic, less, you know, um, the little things don't, don't bug you as much when you're in a, excuse me, when you're in a traumatic state um, and those emotions are controlling you and those triggers are controlling you, everything becomes the trigger. You get very angry, very hostile, very um, defensive and combative. Um, Your relationship struggle, your business, your career struggles, because you don't want to put the effort and you don't want to put the time or maybe you know you become a victim mentality where everybody is against you or everybody's out to get you um, and I've seen it happen across the board I've seen all of the different you know outcomes of that and you know I can't stress it enough when you heal your trauma you open up doors that you
0: never thought were possible But as you said, that it stops the triggers as well. You know, I was attacked from behind. And so if somebody just walked behind me and I didn't see them, I would get such a fright. Um, But after I healed, you can go right up behind me and go, boo, (laughs) and I'm absolutely fine with it. So you can really, healing is possible. So many people feel that it's not possible and it's possible sooner rather than later you don't have to hang on to it for years and years and years um seek the help and and get healing as soon as possible
1: yeah absolutely all right is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going lois
0: no, not really. Just uh, to to take those, the, especially the forgiveness part. I'm really, I sometimes call myself Lois, your friend for forgiveness. Because I really believe that forgiveness is such an important step in life for anything. Not only for trauma. You know, I always say everyone keeps gratitude journals these days. You know, three things you're grateful for. I always say, forgive three yourself three things every day little things for burning the toast for shouting at the dog for uh, pushing the snooze button on the on the alarm little things because then forgiveness is like a muscle and it's a habit so you can learn to forgive and then forgive other people forgive your friend for forgetting your birthday forgive the husband for not bringing the milk home forgive the dog for chewing your slipper again it's just building that muscle and it becomes such a part of who you are that forgiveness when it comes to the big things is that much easier so and then in final I always like to say to people heal forgive and fly free Mm -hmm. I love it
1: all right well For anybody catching the episode live or watching the replay, go and check out Lois's information. You can find her stuff in the description of this episode. Um, Go and check her out. See what she does. If you resonate with her, go and hear more about her story. Um, And all of her, you know, escapades that she's been on. Um, So go and check out Lois, links in the description. Um, As always, Phoenix Identity, go and check out the Rockstar Method. Join the Facebook group today. We are going to be doing um, little trainings every week on how to control your emotions, how to get, that's the purpose of the Rockstar Method. It is becoming the Rockstar of your own life by learning how to control your emotions and you learn how to control everything else. Um, So go and check that out. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. You can find all of my information at the bottom of this episode description, melissakretschler.com, where you'll find all six of my businesses, uh, seven technically. Um, So go and check that out. And Lois, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciated your time. Thank you. You're a rock star. Why, thank you. Um, for anybody watching, if you're interested in being a guest speaker, blogger, sponsor, or if you would like to see a topic featured on the show, please join us at justalivetv.com tv.com or reach out to us across social media. You can find us by clicking just alive tv or giving you something to talk about. I look forward to speaking to you soon. And for all of you have a wonderful afternoon, morning or evening, depending on when you're watching. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.